You're listening to episode 34 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field, and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer, and let's get to the show. I am so excited to bring you guys today's episode because I got to have an interview with Stephanie Gass. Now, Stephanie is amazing. She helps mompreneurs create passive income streams and businesses on the side that ultimately grow and give them the freedom that they need. And most importantly, she helps them create income and businesses that totally light them up. This woman is an exceptional mother, and she's a very successful entrepreneur. She's dipped her toes into a lot of different things, but now she is honing in in this one area and really helping and empowering women to claim their best lives by working less and making more. And today we got to talk a lot about stepping into your God-led calling. What does that look like? Like, do you have something on your heart that's been calling you forth that you know you're made for more, but you don't know what that translates to? Like, what does that look like for you? How do you do it? What are the first steps? How do you turn it into a monetizable business? We talk all about it on today's show. So do not miss this one. Sit back and enjoy it. Take out your notepad because you might need it. Steph, was on fire. All right, Stephanie, I am so excited to welcome you to Scaling Up because I'm happy to have a fellow mamapreneur here on the show. Welcome to Scaling Up. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and uh, hi, everybody. (laughs) Well, I know our audience is really going to resonate with you and your message and, and what you teach on because so many people listening in are also moms or want to be moms someday or kind of trying to figure out how to break into entrepreneurship, but they're moms, so they're not sure if that's something they can do. So I feel like this is really going to touch their hearts and hopefully light a fire under their booties at the same time. And <laughs> it's always so fun to talk to someone else who's experienced that. I call it the climb, like that climb of entrepreneurship where it's easy to see someone that's successful and say, oh, they just got lucky or they just got in at the right time or whatever, whatever excuse you want to throw at it. But the reality is, is you had to claw your way to get to where you are today. So I would love if you could share more of your story and what has led you here and what your journey has been like. Absolutely. So let's go back about, about probably eight years or so. And like so many of you, I think I was raised to believe that you get the typical degrees, you're going to go climb the corporate ladder. Like stability was it. Like there was no question about that growing up. So I went, got the master's in accounting, even though it didn't fuel me at all. I'm like, you know, I'm here sitting in this finance and accounting class, like whatever, I'll make a stable career, but didn't enjoy it. And regardless, I'm a three on the Enneagram. So that means I'm an achiever. So whatever I'm like, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it even if it's finance. (laughs) So I went into the corporate world, climbed that ladder. By the age of 27, I was making well over six figures, globe trotting Spain and Germany. And I was the youngest controller in this solar company. And that was fine at the time. I thought, it's just me. Like I'm rocking. I'm loving it. Like I love to work. I love to achieve. 
I don't care about seeing the daylight. I want to work from 6 a.m. <laughs> to like 7 at night, you know? I don't know how many of you can relate to being in that phase of your, your whole journey, but I experienced that. And then I met my husband. And, you know, we knew we wanted to start a family. And for me, it was divine intervention. And my, my mom introduced me to network marketing. That was my first taste of entrepreneurship. I think probably like a lot of you listeners and some of you may still be in network marketing as an income stream, but at the time, six and a half years ago, it was new. It was catching that new wave again. People hadn't really heard about it. And I thought, oh, if that girl in that promo video can float on that pink flamingo with her mimosa make, you know, six, seven figures and raise her kids, like sign me up, you know? (laughs) So I like totally bought into it and I went crazy. I actually, interestingly got laid off. My, my company shut down here where I live. And so I had this opportunity to build this network marketing business for a year, full steam ahead. I was newly pregnant. So I I didn't have kids yet. And I'm like, I'm going to do this thing, whatever it takes And I did just that. I went top 1% within two years, all the blood, sweat, and tears, like literally that goes into building a network marketing career. I did it. I lost friends. I was like crazy woman spamming everyone on social media, like networking events all day, every day. I worked harder in that business than I did in corporate. And regardless, check the boxes, right? Oh, Steph made it. $17,000 months, the cars, the trips, all of it. And it was great for a while until you realize that, oh, this isn't mine. Like I just built this thing that's in essence an affiliate relationship for another, for someone else, right? And what happened was this team that I had built, this massive empire, over a thousand people, they were like, oh, well, if Steph was first in this one, I should go to this other one and be first. And they had shiny object syndrome. The company went through a lot of rebranding and things and it started to fall apart. And about a year after that height in my income, the world came crashing down around me. I think like so many entrepreneurs in our journey, it's not all up and to the right and easy. It's so hard and gritty and there's these really dark defining moments. And this was one of them. So. I had fully lost my identity in this company. I was the network marketing girl. This is all I was showing up for was, oh, success equals money. Achievement equals money, right? And what happened is the income got slashed. I'm sitting at my computer. I'm doing the budget. And I realized we can't pay the bills this month. Like the cash flow wasn't there because we had elevated our lifestyle. And my husband's like, well, we're going to have to borrow money from Miles' savings account who at the time was our two-year-old son. And that was the moment, like the darkest. I'm like, oh, this is rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I poured my entire soul out to build this thing for what? To borrow money from my son, right? And so that in that moment, I, I decided I will never again have all my eggs in one basket, A. B, I will never again wrap my identity inside of a company. C, I got to figure out my calling. I call it my, my God-led calling. You may call it a spirit calling or higher power. But I, I was like, I got to get myself out of the way. I have to redefine what matters to me here on this earth and figure out a new path. Because this woman I see in the mirror, I don't even recognize her. And so I went through this process. It was about a year of, I had to heal myself. I was having anxiety attacks. I had to get some therapy, like amen for that. 
I had to figure myself out, get my health back on track. And about two years into that journey, I met with a mentor. This mentor was like, hey, Steph, what is it that you love about network marketing and about what you do? And I'm like, well, I love helping women and coaching women and firing them up and helping them see that they can achieve something that they thought they never could. And I love sales and marketing, like sales and marketing just lights me up. I am that weird human, like that 1% that is obsessed with sales. And they're like, why don't you just help female entrepreneurs with sales and marketing and pair it with spirituality? Cause that's what I'm super passionate about. I'm like, Oh, Oh snap. Okay. Like not sure how this will work. And here's the beauty. When I finally got out of the way and I opened my heart to this, I'm like, I'm open. Like, just show me how to do this. Show me what's next. I just prayed on it aloud you know, Holy Spirit to move me and all the doors opened. It was crazy. Someone called me, Hey Steph, have you ever thought of coaching? So I'd like to hire you. I'm like, I guess so. We'll just set up a meeting. Like, I don't know. And then I had someone call me, Hey Steph, do you do consulting? I need some consulting work. And they're paying me five grand a month for a couple of hours. I'm like, okay. Then we got a car that was basically handed to us to use for free for a year and all these blessings, just infinitely serving, serve on a platter. Like you're in the right path. Like you're, you're aligned with what you're meant to do. So now fast forward, I coach female entrepreneurs. I call them mompreneurs to uncover their God-led calling, figure out a way to monetize it in a passive way, create a brand that is their own and then scale it so that they can be present for their kiddos, for themselves. And I literally preach like the word preach that you can have it all. You can have an extremely successful business and be an exceptional mother and wife or just exceptional human being as well. So that's a long story, but there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it because first of all, there's so many parallels in our journey, but I love how you said there came a point where you had to kind of surrender a little bit and had to say, okay, like, if this is rock bottom, this is rock bottom. I'm ready to move up from here. And all of a sudden you were open to the whisper and you were receiving kind of like those downloads of like, Hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing stuff. And God was kind of guiding you down that path. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because so many of us experience that and we're being guided, but we forget we're being guided and we are constantly butting our head against unnecessary walls. And we're not seeing that he's putting stuff right in front of us over and over. And we just look at it as an obstacle, but it's really an opportunity. And I see that in your story. And I, I acknowledge that because I think it's so important that the listeners feel that they might be in a place where they're super successful, but they're not in alignment with the path they want to be on. Or, you know, they've moved up the ladder in their company. I experienced that corporate world and I knew it wasn't the right thing for me. And you have that pit in your stomach. Like you have to listen to the physical manifestations of what's not right for you and the emotional, mental, spiritual side of it too, so that you can be guided and then take that guidance and take the steps and create the path that is right for you. So I I just think that's a big piece of your story that people need to like latch onto. It is. And you know, it's so interesting. Have you ever, like the listeners, have you ever considered maybe the reason something isn't working out, like you keep forcing it. You're like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to show up relentlessly is because maybe that's not the right goal. Maybe that's not the right relationship. Maybe it's not the right company. Maybe it's not the right business for you. And we get so tied up in, but I'm already making all of this money. I have to stay here. I have to make this thing work. But 
I ask you to ask yourself, is it literally lighting you up? Like, do you wake up and you are so on fire to continue and further this mission? If that answer is yes, then heck yes, you stay that course, right? Because you know that there is, you know, a divine person, a divine source behind you pushing you forward that's going to open the doors, even if it takes a decade. If you're not, if you're like, I hate this, I don't want to do this, this is draining me, I'm having anxiety attacks, like I'm, you're forcing something that isn't in alignment with your heart, just stop. Because I promise you, when you get in alignment with what you love and what your soul wants you to do and your heart wakes up and is like, I love this so much, you're going to be successful again right? And money doesn't equal happiness, period. Like I have been there. Yes, it makes your life easier, but if you're making money in a way that doesn't like light you up, that is going to turn into resentment, anxiety, depression, all of those negative feelings that can take over regardless of if you're wealthy or not. So that's my two cents on that. It's like be aligned first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid to take a step back. Like it's not, uh, you know, to kind of build on that stuff, it's not like if something's hard or if it doesn't feel easy, it doesn't mean quit. Like, but it's okay to take a step back and kind of give yourself that 10,000 foot view and say, hold up. Like something's not right. Do I need to pivot in what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Like maybe I'm going for a promotion in a job that I want, but then I'm looking at all these people that are in those roles and I'm seeing that they're struggling in their marriage and that they don't have the same value systems as me and that they're working around the clock. Like, do I really want that kind of thing? Maybe I should be pivoting more to this department that would give me that freedom of time within this company. Or I know that I've personally been through experiences where I feel like I'm butting my head against a wall in the path that I'm on. And it's like, okay, I have to take a step back for a second and say, all right, what is it in me that's bubbling up that I have to address? Like, is it stuff from my childhood? Is it stuff from like what people have said to me and other people's opinions? So just give yourself a beat and say, okay, I'm always like nose to the grindstone trying to claw through this thing. Something's not quite right. How do I get into alignment in what I'm doing or realize that what I'm doing isn't the right path for me? And there is no shame in that. Like that, this, that got you to here where you will make another decision that will get you to there. And it's just, that's life. Like you are yeah. constantly having those moments where you need to pivot or change course or correct your course. And th- there's no shame in that. So can we break down? I know people that listen, they love to hear about other people's businesses, people who yeah. got something off the ground. So talk to us about your, your business model, what it looks like, what your days look like. It's, I, I have so much fun hearing how other entrepreneurs, especially moms that are running businesses, what that looks like. Absolutely. So when I was both in corporate and in network marketing, I was exchanging time for money because you have to, as much as people like, they're like, Oh, network marketing is residual. Like, okay. Pieces of it are pieces of it are, but you're going to hustle. If you're going to make it, make it in MLM, like you're going to work. And I decided I have to figure out a way to create a passive income business because I need time for me for spirituality. I need time for my health and wellness. I need time for my family. And I want time for my business because I love it. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with being an entrepreneur and helping women and showing up for them and all of those things. So the first thing I did was I designed a brand that was me, right? Like Stephanie Gass, I, you know, believe I'm a faith led human. And I have this mission to help women understand that they can have both this powerful business and be amazing mama. So I created my brand first and I decided I'm like, I'm just going to show up like as me, 
right? Like I'm on my stories talking about my zit. I'm like on my stories, like, look, I look like this. I'm from the gym. I'm potty training my son and he pooped on the floor yesterday, you guys. Like, sorry if this is TMI, but it was like, (laughs) is this really happening to me? You know? And so I'm like, I'm just going to show up so authentically and I'm going to stop being afraid to talk about my religion as well. Like I'm a Christian. I want to talk about how God influences our business and our choices and, and our presence and, and the passions that we have. So I just decided to do it. I'm like, whether people like it or not, I was totally pivoting. I had zero followers that were in this line. They were all network marketers. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to do what I'm being called to do. And it was so crazy because when I started just to be me and show up without thinking about what other people might want or this person has all these followers, so I should be her. I just was like, I'm just going to do this and speak how I speak. My tribe, quote unquote, or like my sisterhood just showed up. And it was amazing because I was this micro niche of Christian female entrepreneurs. And I'm talking about sales and online marketing, but it exploded. And so I think number one is create a brand that's yours. And most of you have that, which is amazing. The second piece of the component was I needed passive income products so that I didn't have to meet with clients all day, every day, because that, you know, you can't, you, you just can't, it doesn't matter how much you're charging, you will hit your lid. So I started paying attention to what are the questions I'm getting over and over again. And I'm going to now take those questions I'm getting all the time and package them up as online self-study courses. And I actually started with group coaching and then I would package up the group coaching uh, course and market it as self-study. And since then, my platform has grown quite a bit through my podcast that now I just put out self-study. I don't really integrate the group coaching aspect anymore. And it does amazing. So I have six courses that I offer female entrepreneurs in online marketing, sales funnels, podcasting. I have an ebook on attraction marketing. So I have all of these resources that they can buy from me. It costs them way less than working with me one-on-one, right? And for me, it doesn't take any time away from my kids, from my family, from all the things that I want to do and, and this life that I really want to live by design. So that's how I make money, right? Now, where do I spend time in my business? Public relations. And that means for me, pouring into people for free. It's serving. It's serving other people's markets. And for me, that's my podcast. Number one, I show up there twice a week. Other people's podcasts that have a similar market that can learn from me, I show up there probably once a week. I do an external interview. And Instagram stories, I have fun with that. So that's how I'm working, quote unquote, right? I'm pouring into people for free, solving their problems. And because of that, they trust me, they laugh with me, they enjoy me, and they're going to buy from me when they need a higher capacity. So that's my work. And then that's about, gosh, three hours a day, maybe four hours a day. And then in the other time slots, in the morning, I do spirituality, I pray, I do my intentionality, I journal. Then I go to the gym and I work for an hour at the gym and then I work out for an hour. So I've got the daycare. Y'all know what I'm saying. (laughs) Watching the babies while I get that done. And then in the afternoon is when I work. Either I have a a sitter, I have childcare, the kids are in school. I work in the afternoon. And then after 6.30, my phone is gone. Like I'm turning it off. I don't take clients because I want to be present with my husband gets home. We make dinner, we hang out, we go on the patio. And on the weekends, you guys are going to like freak out when I tell you this. I delete my apps, Facebook and Instagram go away Saturday and Sunday. Every weekend. 
90% of the time. Yeah. At least one day a weekend, people flip. They're like, but how can you do that? You're like an online entrepreneur and you have all this business and these leads on there. I'm like, they know me. I'll be back. If you have to get a hold of me, email me. I'll, I'll get to you when I get to you. And you know, it's so crazy. When I started doing that, I got more engagement. I got more people hiring me because I am more refreshed. I'm more present. I'm taking back control of my life and I'm speaking the verbiage that I'm preaching. Cause I'm always telling my, my girls, you cannot live the life that you were destined to live and be an amazing mother. If your face is in your phone, 24 hours a day, you're addicted to your apps. You're addicted to that false, you know, um, endorphin rush. When you, when you click the app, you've got to stop the madness and take your life back. So if you delete the apps, you're forced to detox and it's so liberating. It's amazing. It'll change your life. If you take nothing else from this episode, try that. I want to hear how it goes for you because you wouldn't believe the feedback I get when people try it for like a month. They're new. They're new people. (laughs) It's amazing. So that's my day. That's my life. That's my business. I love that idea. I, so I, I downloaded the moment app that is yes. horrifying and shows it's you so embarrassing when it's you first awful. you're like, is this really my life? Like, is this really what I'm doing with my time? It's so humbling. I, so basically for the listeners, it's, I recommend getting it because it'll, you know, put you in your place, but basically it tracks how many times you pick up your phone, how many times you open apps, what apps you're opening, how much time you're spending it and total how, amount of time you're spending on your phone. So that helped because it really shed light on oh my God, I am doing this more than I want to. And then building in those same disciplines, like once five o'clock rolls around, the phone's put away in another room because I'm human and I'm tempted. And if I hear it ding, like it'll distract me and I don't want to be distracted when I'm with my children, but that's, that's hardcore. And I like it. I like the, the deleting from the phone because I feel like we spend so much time trying to curate moments that we forget to create them and we forget to, to like absorb them into a memory. And I got to a place where I was sick of all the videos of the kids on my phone being 15 seconds long. Like I look back on my home videos that we were just watching the other day and it's like literally an hour of me being totally adorable. (laughs) But like (laughs) I get like a 15 second clip of my kids being really cute now because everything's for Instagram stories. So it's just shifting the way you're thinking and the way you're living. And I totally, I could not agree with that more. And to speak to the people who are on here having a panic attack, hearing what Steph just said, (laughs) you, so I got my start in network marketing. I still am in network marketing and my coach, he gave me such a gift, like year two, when I was juggling all these people and I was terrified of, you know, like letting anyone down and not answering immediately and feeling like I was on call. He's like, Liz, instate this rule. Your team can text you and then ignore them for 24 hours because a couple things will happen. One, it'll either be truly urgent, so urgent that they'll go figure it out because if yeah. it's urgent, we'll go figure it out. Or it's not that important and it can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And oftentimes when I text them the next day saying, hey, I was with the kids, what's up? They'd say, oh, I figured it out because 24 mm-hmm. hours passed. So they had time mm-hmm. to become resourceful. Yeah. And it's the same thing in your business. Like we're not brain surgeons. You know, we don't have people's lives in our hands in that sense of urgency where it can't wait till Monday. It's just, I love that you do that because it's, it is practicing what you preach and it's, it's setting that example. You can't be hustling 24 hours a day and then telling your clients to make sure they have a life and that they have business hours. 
And yeah, in business hours, that's the one, especially those of you for teams with teams or you're in network marketing, you have to implement boundaries or you will burn out so fast in that industry because it is a person to person industry. And you being a very successful leader, you're the one closing deals. You're the one on the phone calls. You're the one that they want at the event speaking and all of these things. So you've got to set the boundaries early on in your business. And I learned this too late in that business model. So I would say pick, when are you available? Give your team those office hours and then be very clear from the beginning with any new start, any team call, remind them. And remember after 7 PM, I am no longer available for business calls. Please, whatever, email me or DM me and I'll deal with it the next day. But if you have a really clear communication around your boundaries and don't just think that people know, oh, people just know I'm busy after six, like just intentionally communicate it, people will respect that and it will ripple through. I used to think I have to work 24 hours a day or my team won't work 24 hours a day. That was my mindset. Mm -hmm. And that backfired as well because my, my leaders, the people that mattered were getting burnt out. They were getting resentful. They weren't paying attention to their children. And I don't want to, I can't create successful women if I'm telling them that this is the level that they have to exert themselves to have the life that they want. So I absolutely think that that's not the way to do it. And you have to step up and claim the hours you have as yours. They're important. They're the only time you have. Right. So yes, there you go. Like office hours, the boundaries need to be just so rock solid, truly. Yeah. And I brought that into my business model outside of network marketing and in, in mentoring people in the online business space and just helping people scale their businesses. And it's been so so precious to me because Trent Shelton calls it protecting your peace. Like you have to preserve what's important to you and you have to take that seriously. And you, like you said, Steph, like you can't assume that people know that a lot of people work in a corporate atmosphere where their work comes home with them and they're used to an email being answered within like five minutes because the sky is falling. And I got to a place where I was starting to receive emails like that from some of my higher level clients. And I wasn't answering till the next business day. And it was like, where have you been for the last 12 hours? I'm like sleeping. What do you mean? And (laughs) so I had to express to them, listen, I'm not a corporate operation. Like you might be coming from the corporate space and I might be mentoring you in that space, but that's not my business and where I come from. Let me tell you how how I operate. So creating those boundaries and those ground rules And like you said, like people will respect it if you put it out there, but you can't expect them to respect what they don't know what, you know, what you, how you operate, what you do. And I feel like that's such a perfect segue into motherhood. Motherhood's a real trip, isn't it? Like kind of crazy. It's so crazy. (laughs) First of all, let me just say, you don't understand how fast time goes until you have children. Like, am I right? Yes. Moms, you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm just living my life. Like woo, early twenties. And then all of a sudden you have children you're like, holy smokes, I'm 34. Like what happened? (laughs) I know it's wild or whatever. Like it's crazy how fast time goes. Yeah. One of my uh, best friends just came out to visit and she's like, um, she doesn't have kids yet. She's like, so like you have like three kids. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And she's like, how is that going? (laughs) Like, well, I still feel like a kid. And like, I still think like a kid and I see these little humans running around my house, but like, and I know I'm their mom and I care for them like their mom, but like, I am still me and I'm still a child. And I still like, you know, like I still think that way. So I don't know how I got here. Like, it's just, 
everything blink of an eye so fast. Yeah. What is How did it happen? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of people listening, they're moms and they either have something up and running and they're missing the moments with their children or they are, here's my big thing. This is what I struggled with for a few years and I feel like I finally have figured it out. I was constantly feeling pulled in multiple directions. So I felt like when I was working on my business and with my clients that I was, felt guilty that I wasn't with my kids. And when I was with my children, my mind was going to like, crap, I got to get back to that email. And like all the ideas were pinging around in my head. And, you know, as a mom, if you don't do things right away, you forget them. So then I was feeling like pulled to my business. So there would be times where I'd be with the kids. I say that loosely, but like answering an email and vice versa. Like I'm working, but I'm bouncing my kid on my knee as they're watching something on TV and it's just, everything's distracted. So I felt like I was half-heartedly doing everything and kind of like sort of failing at everything. And then I finally put the kibosh on that. It's like kid time is kid time. Work time is work time. But let's talk about just being a mompreneur. Like how can these moms, like what are some things they can start to do? Yeah. Ways they can think that can relieve that guilt and allow them to be efficient and effective and, and present in whatever it is they are doing. I love this question so much. And it really fires me up because I think as women, we are raised and society tells us that the way you are worthy is serving. So we think, okay, I have to grow this business. I have this call on my heart or this dream and this passion. So I've got to do this, but I can't really do that because that would make me a bad mom. So I'm also going to, and here's where 90% of women I think are failing. We think we have to do all the things in order to have it all. So we have to, I'm at the park. I check the, the park box, but I'm doing emails. Oh, I'm, I'm outside with my kids, and, but I'm drafting that next email or I'm replying to clients so I can check the box. Like we think in order to have it all, we have to do it all. And I say that that's total BS. I think in order to have it all, you can't do it all, right? Mm-hmm. You have to take a step away from yourself and take inventory of your life and say, like Elizabeth did, what's not working? I'm doing all of these things and I don't feel like I'm excelling or being exceptional at any of them. And that's what happened with me too. And so what I did is I implemented a couple of things. First is time blocking. And this is the easiest one for you guys to do. You're probably familiar with this, but I'll walk you through how you can do it. You take a planner system. And I think if you use a paper planner for this system, you'll be more successful because your phone is going to ding and ping at you all day, every day, and you're reactive again. So Mm -hmm. you got to get rid of that. I actually don't have any notification on, not even email, nothing. So until I say, oh, I'm ready and I've planned in the time to go handle email or I've planned in time to go be intentional on Instagram, I'm not going to look at it because it's just a black hole. So you decide I'm going to be intentional. And like, you know, Elizabeth had said for her, it's when kid time is kid time, work time is work time. So here's what you do. You take a look at your week and you say, what would make me feel like a really great mom? And for everybody that's different, maybe for you, it's, I need an hour a day with my kid, like fully with them. Like, you know, whatever that is, take them to the zoo, going to a movie with them, going out to dinner with your older kiddo or cooking together. Or what is it for you? You know, maybe for me, it's, we're sitting down, we're doing a puzzle, we're reading. My kids are still small. So it's that really that playtime. And an hour a day for me makes me feel so peaceful. I'm like, I, you know, this is what they need from me. 
And if I'm just intentional with them for one hour, it makes such a difference in them and in me. Now, maybe for you, that's, oh, that's not enough. I need three hours. Cool. Like whatever that means for you and your kids, that's your choice. Then what you do is you come back to the planner, book that time. Okay. So at, you know, six o'clock, six 30, I'm booking it's kids for one hour, kids, kids, kids every day on the weekends. It's like the whole thing. I'm not even going to, if I can hand, if I can, I don't take clients or work on the weekends. And then you say, what else, you know, do I need? I need to work. Okay. Where can you work where your kids are busy, occupied? Maybe you you have a full-time job. Well, guess what? You have a lunch hour where you can work on your dream. You can wake up an hour in the early in the morning. You don't have to pull away from the children or multitask. And PS, you're going to get way more done if you don't have any distraction. The ki- like I am not effective when I'm emailing people back with my kids screaming in my ear that he can't get something to work or like, mom, come look at this. Like who knows what that email even said? I look at it. It's got typos. Like it's a mess. It, you know, in comparison, if I can wake up 30 minutes early to handle that, or whether it be during nap time, or if you have a sitter or a daycare or on your lunch break, when you get in there intentionally, you're going to be faster, more efficient. And at the end of the week, you can look at that week. And I think as moms, I think maybe this is just me, but it's like, I can look at it and say, I spent seven like dedicated hours with them this week. Like debt. I feel so proud of that. And I made a promise to myself and them in my planner in my day and I made it happen. And so all that guilt for me melts away. And now granted stuff comes up every day is not equally balanced, but if I can look at it on Saturday and say, Ooh, like I've been a little like iffy on this goal I had on Saturday. Hey, let's take three hours. Let's go do this together. And I can make up for that time. So for me, it was set the time that would make me feel really great about it. And then outsource all the stuff that you don't have time for that doesn't serve you. Like, just do it. Stop making excuses. I can't afford it. Spouse wouldn't go for it. Like, nah, 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 nah. look, get resourceful, right? Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to outsource the house cleaning, get the VA, get somebody to edit your podcast for you. Like, get the stuff off your plate that's taking valuable time away from your life that costs a fraction of what you would charge per hour, like a fraction. Right. You know, like you could outsource all this stuff, y'all, and go work for one hour on your, your business and make up that income that you've outsourced four or five, six hours a week. You freed up that space and that mm-hmm. time. So yeah. that's what I do. And I'm just so hardcore on boundaries. If you want to like go listen to my podcast, cause I, I like, we'll get real serious, like really tough love with you on saying no and claiming your life. Like you have to take your power back as a woman. You are not a doormat. You do not have to say yes to every single thing. You do not have to do it all. You don't. And actually you shouldn't be. Right. So there you go. (laughs) No, I'm with you. I preach on this all the time because I feel like this is where we get trapped, willingly trapped as women. Like we fall on the sword because we think this is what we have to do. And it was a tough thing to share. I can't remember what episode, but I'll figure it out and link to it. But I did a whole episode on outsourcing, a whole episode on saying no. So I'm in the same, same world as you on that because- I had this shame to admit as the daughter of immigrant Italian family that I outsource my cleaning yeah. and some of my meal prep. For it some reason, like, people feel bad about this. And I'm like, we should normalize getting help. Yes. Why are we hiding this thing? And people, and people are like, oh, must be nice. I'm like, it is nice. You can too, boo-boo. Right. <laughs> I work my butt off for this. You yes. know, like this, and for us, like we value time. And I know you do yeah. too. It's like this quality of life. 
time. It's that resource that we cannot renew. We cannot get that back. Like money, we can lose it. We can lose it all and we can make it back. You know, we can earn back that keep, but it's like my time with my family, I can't get that back. They're not going to be two and three and four again. Like I have to figure out ways that I can get more of it and you can. Mm -hmm. And it was a, like, we have a straight up team and no shame in our game anymore. We have a house manager. We've got someone who preps food. We have someone, we have a full-time nanny and I get flack for that. I have moms saying like, you're not a real mom. I'm like, no, actually, because I have those things, I am home with my babies that could break through this door at any moment. (laughs) And I get to eat lunch with them and I get to cuddle with them and I get to cozy up with them at nap time. And I get to do all the things and be present, but I have someone here to help me so that I can also bring value into the world and pour into my tribe and my audience. And that means everything to me. And isn't it amazing that you can show your children that not just men have amazing, successful missions on this earth. Like they're watching their mommy have an amazing mission and make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. I think that's just as an important lesson to teach our kids as mommy's home with you. Like that's important as well. If that's what you want to show them and that is your mission, maybe your mission is creating world changers. Hey, go mama. Maybe your mission is, you know, like Elizabeth and it's to have this really successful seven figure, amazing business. We'll stop feeling bad or weird about it. All of our calls are different. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's powerful for our kids to see us step in and claim that power. I just love that. Totally. And it's like for any men listening, go support your wives in that. Like my husband, he's home with us and he's home with us because our business kicks ass. And yes, he has no shame in saying, oh yeah, yeah, I'm home because my wife's business took off and is doing so well. And, you know, it supports our family and men like we're progressing. Like we don't need to be sole providers anymore. You can be integrated in the family differently and you can support your wife if she's passionate and fighting for a dream. Like, good Lord, support that no matter what it is. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't make you less than if your wife makes more than you or your wife's business takes off. Like, I think that makes you even more strong, even more of the backbone of the family, because you're saying I am supporting this woman who has this incredible vision for her life. And, uh, just says a lot about you, makes you even more powerful to stand behind her. So totally. Okay. So I like to ask people when they come on the show, because I feel like listeners, you know, hear all this stuff and they want to know what are some resources what were the books that you read that made an impact in your life? What were the podcasts that you listened to or the conferences you went to, the whatever, the courses you took, any of that that stick out to you like, oh, this this was kind of one of those pivotal things for me. For sure. So I think one of them for me was called The Prayer Circle. And if you're spiritual, this book was such a life changer because it allowed me to recognize that I needed to pair what I was meant to do, like what I was created for, and then allow... God to direct me there instead of, okay, I think I know what it is. So I'm going to take control of this and I'm going to figure all these things out and I'm going to let my ego lead the way or all of that. It was like, it it gave me perspective on removing myself from the equation. It was such a life changer for my business, which was strange because I didn't read it for that reason, but that one was huge. And then my favorite podcast is the Angie Lee show. I just love her. And um, if you guys haven't listened, she's just raw, gritty, super funny. She's sales and marketing like me. And actually hers was the one that 
pushed me to start my own show. And me having a podcast was what catapulted the community. It's what grew my, my following by 10, 10x it, 10x everything, the revenue, all of it, because I was showing up consistently mm-hmm. for free, pouring into people, letting them see who I truly was behind the curtain. And it just allowed me to be my authentic self for the first time ever on this platform. And, you know, that was because of her show. So those were the two resources recently that made a big, big difference for me. That's awesome. And who has inspired you along the way, whether it be people in your inner circle or family or just people even just out in the world that have inspired you to do what you're doing today? Oh man, there's so many people that have been so inspirational to me. Public people that I follow that are inspiring. I think Rachel Hollis has been one just because she has really stepped into that motherhood and entrepreneurship. I love Chris Harder. You know, he hosts for love of money. He's somebody that I'm really, I really excited to. I'm going to see him live at Angie's event in the fall, which is cool. And then just my husband's super inspiring to me all the time. Like there's just so many people that for their own reason, and I think for what they do, it inspires me in those areas. I love that you mentioned your husband too. Yeah, he is. He's just so inspiring. It's inspiring to me that he can be so selfless. He can work a full day in corporate. He comes home. He's playing with the kids on the floor. He's still showing up for me. And I'm like, dang, like, cause in business I can excel and it's really natural for me, but I watch him like be this exceptional father. And I'm like, that is inspiring to me. Like I want to be that incredible parent as well. So, so many like business inspiration, there is family inspiration in their own way. And I think you have to look for that. There's always different pieces from people that you can take to make kind of full circle of what you need for fuel for you. Absolutely. Well, Steph, I have to thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was like spot on. I know this is going to speak directly into the hearts of so many of our listeners and hopefully lift that veil of guilt or burden that they might be feeling as a mom that's also pursuing their passion and their dream and and monetizing that passion. So thank you for being here. You're awesome. And where can people find you? Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And you guys can find me on my website. It's stephaniegass.com. My podcast is the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And come say hi on Instagram. My handle is at stephaniegass. Awesome. I'll send everyone there. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.